You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. A heartbreaking loss snaps a 45-game home win streak. We discuss the Flames' battle with Jacksonville State and look ahead at their tough road trip. Plus, the women keep rolling in A-Sun play. We have Bridget Redstat in studio to discuss this scrappy Lady Flames squad. Let's get it started. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Okay, so just a proposal for future scheduling for Liberty Men's Basketball. Okay. Let's not schedule a game on January 29th ever again. Well, okay. Because that just seems yeah, to be... That's a, a cursed date. Yes. Yeah. Uh, three years ago on January 29th, 2019 was the last loss at home. Fast forward three years. Yeah. I don't... What? 45 wins. Yeah. And again, on January 29th, 2022, the... Flames fall to Jacksonville State. First time seeing this Gamecocks team, and boy, early in the early, just them shooting around yeah. early uh, pregame, I just was worried. This looked like a really solid veteran team. They are, and that's and that's what scares you. Not only are they a veteran team, they're a team that that's been around. They've been, you know, they're transfers, guys from Troy. Their their center was at North Carolina. You had, you know, so you've had guys that have played in other environments. They've played in big games, and. Yeah, their experience, and they didn't blink. Like you come into to a you know a place that no one had won yeah. in a thousand whatever days. You know, three full years. They they didn't blink at all. They were really really impressive. And, and you know that game is going to be huge when you think about it long term. I know a lot of people have talked about like that very well could decide who hosts the championship game in, in the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all hope Liberty gets there. You know, in the first place, that's that's no sure thing. You have to earn that year after year. But like. That that game could come down. I mean, could be huge when it gets down to the end of the season. And, and they were incredibly impressive. Their poise throughout the game was just so impressive. I mean, I think you and I we've grown used to even if Liberty struggles early, they kind of get it going second half, and usually either the other team makes a few mistakes or whatever, and then boom. Well, it, well, run Jacksonville State did. There was a stretch yeah. there in the second half. I mean. The arena was getting loud, and I was it. I remember looking over at Coach Harper on Jacksonville State's um, one of their huddles, and I was like, "Uh oh, they're about to fall apart." But I don't know, yeah, what changed or they regrouped. You know, we talked with the assistant coach of Jacksonville State, Tommy Wade, before the game, and he did mention that there was some different level of focus on the face of his players, and I mean, they showed that throughout the game but that stretch yeah. in the second half I thought Liberty was going to come back yeah and let me run through that because I'm glad you mentioned that because I kind of I kind of wrote some notes down so you go it's at the 1232 mark Shiloh Robinson hits two free throws and gets it to 45 40 and you think here we go yep plenty of time left Liberty's right back in it here we go boom Jalen Finch layup at the other end all right fine 1102 mark Liberty's back to within five there's a media timeout Liberty ball coming out. You're like, here we go. Down five. Plenty of time. You get a bucket here. It's a single possession game. They miss a three. King hits a three at the other end. Yep. Shiloh comes back and answers with a three of his own, who he was fantastic in the second half. And then King goes down and gets fouled on a three, makes all three free throws, eight-point game, and basically Liberty never got really back in it after that. They were always kind of at arm's length. But it just seemed like every time Liberty made that run or, or had a chance, 
they were right there with an answer. Yeah, there was always an answer, and that just silenced the crowd every time. And it just kind of took the wind out of the flame sails, so to speak. And and it just seemed like, I don't know, what, what were your thoughts on overall some of the shot selection for Liberty? Because, again, you know, this is coming from me, and, and I am interested to hear more about what Coach McKay right. um, has to say about it. But I just think some of the shot selection just wasn't there, or maybe since Jacksonville State did have that full court pressure Maybe they weren't able to get into their offensive rhythm. Um, they, as in, as in the Flames, it just didn't seem like we were as smooth on the offensive end of the ball, moving, moving the rock. And I just like it didn't seem like the Liberty team we're used to. Which, okay, they did have that that stretch where you know week with no games, but they responded well against North Alabama, seventy two fifty three win on Thursday. But it just didn't seem like that against this Jacksonville State team. Yeah, there. I mean, there were a few possessions where it's like, uh, that might have been a little quick, or ah, maybe you could have got. And I remember one. I think it was maybe Darius took a really deep three, and and Nas was like, ah, you could get that shot at any point in the shot clock. Maybe maybe you don't need to take that one there. Uh, it's hard though because here's the thing. Like, and Darius McGee has a night where he goes nine of twenty six. Like. But we've seen what Darius can do. Like he has the credibility. Oh, that's not even he a has the background where you're like, were well, you gonna tell him not to shoot it? Like he just had a night where he struggled, four of fifteen from beyond the arc. So like it's hard to kind of say that. And then you say, and we've you know talked about that throughout the year. If not Darius, then who? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna step up? And again, Shiloh Robinson, to his credit, played well in the second half. But you look at the bench production. Liberty got six points off the bench. Like that's it. Like they didn't get a whole lot of production there. You know. Uh, yeah. so, so you're looking for who else can step up and, and make those plays. I don't know that you want it in anybody else's hands besides Darius. You just hope he, he starts to knock some of those down. And I think more often than not, as we've seen, he will, but yeah, there was a, there was a few, a few possessions where you're like, eh. here's, here's my thing though. You mentioned, we talked to their assistant coach, Tommy way before the game. And we asked him like, okay, you're going up against this pack line defense. You haven't seen it before yeah. in this version that Liberty like runs, like, what do you say? Like, how do you attack it? And he was just like, ah, eh, kind of like, we don't really worry about it. Like, we didn't spend a lot of time. Remember, they played Thursday. He's like, we didn't really have a lot of time to prep these guys. We're just going to do what we do. And I thought, and Naz, we said the same thing. Okay. Like, that, they're in luck. trouble. Yeah. Good luck. Because we've seen it time after time. We saw it, Richie McKay's first year here at Liberty. They were picked to finish dead last in the conference. But all these teams around the Big South seeing that pack line, which wasn't even a good pack line compared to what it would become, and they struggled with it. So I thought, man, if they're not ready for this, they're going to have a hard time. They did not. Yeah. Like, they shot 50% from the field in the game, and you score 77 on Liberty's home floor. Like, their offense had no problem, and that's that's my biggest concern maybe coming out of this, and it's something that Liberty can correct, I'm sure. But they, they got places on the floor most people don't. Jalen Finch, their guard, zero. Like, he, especially in the second half, he got wherever he wanted to on the court. He was driving at will, and that that was concerning for me because at least in conference play, you haven't seen anybody, I feel like, really be able to do that and exploit Liberty's defense the way they did. He was the one that was really on Darius all night too, right? Or was that – who was guarding Darius all night? Because it just seemed like he had – he was smothering him all night. Was it Finch? Yeah, I can't remember if it was Finch or not. I know or, that Vinzant was matched up a lot on Finch, and that's why it yeah. surprised me so much. I mean, I know. we've seen, you know, Vinzant, the the kid at FGCU, Dun Martin, who's been one of the better players in the league, he locked him up, yep. shut him down. But in the second half, especially late, 
Finch was the guy creating. And then you look on the other end. Okay, so Darius McGee, he's one of the best scorers in the nation. So we're not saying, like, don't take those 26 shots. But what I do want to point out is if one one or two of those threes fall – or, sure. you know, you, you get a couple more. We're talking about a whole different game. And yeah. I mean, you can say that on both sides, yeah. right, with Jacksonville State, too. But if he was just a little bit hotter from behind the arc, I think that this would have just been a completely different game. Um, what 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 you have something? to say Well, I was first? no, I, I was just going to say you kind of spin it forward now. Yeah, now, I, don't know if I that's was where just going to say like, so so what's next? Because this team hits the road and. They're really going to be put to a test. Before we get to like this road play for the Flames, I want to ask you about your reaction to Coach McKay at halftime, saying that this is good yeah. for Liberty and this team. Because he said going into the game, you know, when he was asked about the talent of this Jacksonville State team, he's like, hey, we need this kind of test because we don't want to just be smooth sailing. And then if we make it to the tournament, then we're going to play like a, not saying that ASUN teams aren't talented, but we're going to play like some really, really tough competition. But you don't want to go through ASUN play winning 72-53. You need these challenges. Yeah. What was your reaction to Coach saying that this is good for these guys I, to I, have this kind of I loved test? it. And he even said before the game, like he said, we need, we need this. We need mm. these kind of challenges because he's absolutely right. And thinking back to the three years you know, prior when Liberty got smacked by Lipscomb in that their last home loss before that, like all those guys, you talk to Mayo, you talk to Caleb Holmesley, they all say that game was a wake-up call. And yeah. I believe, I think Liberty, they were unbeaten in conference play when they lost that game as well. Like that was a time where they went, oh, so you got to go to this level. Oh, so that's what, it, that's what it takes. That's what it looks like. Okay. And not that these guys were sleepwalking. I mean, I don't think that at all. They've been playing well this season, obviously. But like, it's just a kind of a reminder. Okay, let, we got to refocus because it does take another level to beat a team like Jacksonville State, and if you face them again, it's going to be on their home floor. What they say is there's lessons and losses. Well, hopefully they learn those lessons before tonight. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and five of their next six on the road. Exactly. Which, honestly, too, I don't think is the worst thing in the world either because you take a tough loss like this, you go on the road. There's no distractions. Yep. There's nobody else. It's just you and your teammates. And, and I think that can be a good time to kind of galvanize and kind of rally, and they'll try to start tonight against a talented and sneaky good Kennesaw State team, even though they've lost Which a couple. Which they've turned around. Right. Like a, a couple years ago, this when we talked about team. Kennesaw State, this, this isn't, that isn't team. the same team. So what do you expect on this road trip? So Kennesaw State tonight, yeah. as in Monday. Um, Bellarmine Thursday on the road, obviously. Eastern Kentucky Saturday. So what is kind of the message for this team, you think, in these next three road games? Well, if I know Richie McKay, it's this. <laughs> Defend. Yes. Defend. Like, he doesn't care. He's not going to talk about offense. He's not going to talk a lot about the shot selection, probably. It's going to be, we have to defend. That's what we do. And it starts tonight against Kennesaw State. The interesting thing is, you run into, I'm probably more concerned about the next two games, more than Kennesaw, just because Bellerman really well coached. And then Eastern Kentucky, although they haven't been good in commerce play, they play it fast. They're a different kind of style. So, like, and then you're, that's your third straight road game, too, yeah. come off the, a tough week. So uh, you got to start tonight, but I think you're going to come out and see Liberty defend at a really high level. And I'm, I don't think, I mean, honestly, as good as Kennesaw is this year compared to years past, I don't know that they get more than 60 points tonight. I think Liberty really locks them up. I like it. All right. Well, looking on the women's side, we have a special guest for you today. Liberty improved to 19-2 and two overall, 7-1 and one in A-Sun play. 
because of uh, our next guest, Bridget Redstack. Go on and throw on throw some on the headphones. headset there. First time guest here on the Flame Central podcast. You were honored for joining the 1000 Point Club. Will you please, in your spare time, teach Matt Warner how to shoot? Them? Yeah, because really, he, he really. would love some some assistance there. <laughs> um, eight of her game high 19 points in the fourth quarter. Talk to me about this battle on Saturday afternoon. Um. Yeah, so it was definitely a a tough game. They are a scrappy team, and yeah. we, li- we like to say that we're a scrappy team, so we felt like we kind of met our match. Like, a lot of us were talking about it, and we were just saying, like, that was a fun game. Like, just to be so physical and just to really go after each other back and forth, like, it was just a really fun game. And um, for me, I talked about this a little bit before uh, or after the game with my post-game interview, but um, – that was a game that I just was not not ready to play. Like, you know, sometimes you just are kind of going through the motions. And I was, it was a game where I was so tired. I didn't sleep very well the day, the day before. And um, I I remember I was sitting on the, we were stretching, and I was sitting up there watching them shoot. And I was like, man, like God, just give me strength to get yeah. to this game. <laughs> And so when I came out and I hit that three with that girl in my face, I was like, okay, it might be one of those games. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just I just kept trying to do what was best for the team and uh, kind of they were going to the hot hand a little bit. And so it was nice to uh, get those points. You talk about you think of you guys as a scrappy team. I don't know that that we thought of you, your team that way in years past, maybe not to this level. When did maybe you kind of realize, okay, what who we are is not who who we've been. Let's embrace this side of things. Yeah. So um, I think last year, if you would have looked at the second five, and obviously it changed up a little bit, but um, that team was definitely a little bit more scrappy. And I think that's the way we kind of play this year. And I think with Emily and Ashton leaving, they were very much like the the scores, right? They, or who we look to. And um, this year it was kind of like. We might not all be like those pure scores. Like we're gonna have to do all the little things to win these games. And I think especially with Dee and Kennedy and uh they're scrappy. And so yeah. they kinda they kind of push you to be scrappy too. You're like, okay, if you're gonna do that to me in practice, I'm gonna do it right back. And so yeah, I think them stepping up was a big thing of our identity switch. I'm doing a story right now on Bridget Redstad and her, uh, this isn't breaking news, but she had a big decision to come back for a COVID year. She did. (laughs) She did. Just a little uh, news breaker there, you know, for the future. Um, But part of our interview that I'm not using in the future is about when you made the decision to attend Liberty. You know, we were going to have Coach Green on this morning, but we, you know, we like to keep this thing under an hour. <laughs> brief. Yeah, we're trying to keep it brief. Yeah. <laughs> no, we shout out to Coach Green. <laughs> Love him so much. But tell me a little bit about that um, when you were sitting in Coach Green's office making the decision. And you've already made up your mind. But tell me tell me a little bit about when you you told Coach and your parents that you were coming to Liberty. Oh, yeah. So I, I made the decision on my own. Like, I didn't really even tell my parents I was going to tell them <laughs> that we were, that I was going to come. And so we were sitting there after one of the the long uh one of the camps right yeah yeah elite camp and so I was so tired and I was starting to fall asleep as he was talking and he's trying to 
you know, give Apparently me a- sleep is a, is a deal here. Like, we need to focus on getting better sleep, it and sounds like. And you guys have those awesome sleep pods in the locker room. Yeah. I, I sent a video to those. Matt, and I'm like, we need these in the Flame Central studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do need to sleep. Sleep is very important <laughs> to how I operate. But, um, yeah, so he was just talking, and I honestly, I can't even tell you what he was talking about. I think he was trying to... Um, <laughs> give me reasons to come or whatever. And so finally it'd been probably like 40 minutes. And I was like, coach, like, you don't, you don't need to say anymore. Like yeah. I'm going to come to Liberty. And they were all like, what? And I was like, <laughs> what? did I just say that? And yeah. So it was like, I don't know. We could have cut to the chase. And yeah. that's kind of how things are with uh, coach green, but right. no, it was good. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Obviously, uh, like we just said, you just made the decision that which was a tough, a tough call to come back for COVID. But how exciting has it been to be a part of this team and just how much of a unit you guys are, um, just the relationships that you've built? Because like you mentioned, I know um, you were really close with Ashton. So just talk about how this team has gelled so much this year. Yeah. So a little bit of like what I already said is that we lost who everyone else kind of thought was Liberty basketball. Right. Ashton, Emily, averaging. I mean, they're on the mural when you walk in Liberty Arena. You know, yeah. you see them. So, yeah. Yeah. And so. We'll get that fixed. <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of us, it was kind of like, if we're going to do this, if we're going to win, it's going to have to be everyone's giving everything all the time. And so um, I think you can see a lot with the way we play. It's like. I'm no better at shooting than the next person. So, like, if I if I don't think I have the best shot, I'm going to pass in full confidence that the next person, they might have it. And so um, I think for us, we we became a unit because we kind of had to. Yeah. And um, obviously, I mean, in my opinion, I think that's always going to be better basketball. And a lot of us – I don't know. They, I, I would say that everyone has stepped up in the way that they needed to, and I think that's played a really big part into why we've succeeded as much as we have. When did you know? Because it's easy to say, oh, I know we're going to have to be scrappy, and scrappy usually is a term used to describe teams that are just getting by, right? Like, oh, what a scrappy bunch. Ah, oh, they're 500 on the season. But, boy, they're scrappy, right? But when did you know this style of play and who we are can win? Because I'll be honest, like, Early in the year, it's like, oh, yeah, that was a nice win. Oh, Ohio, they say you got a three-point. Oh, wow, James, you nice. Ah, they almost you know, got Memphis. Uh, and it's kind of like all of a sudden you look up, and then that Virginia Tech game, at least I think from the outside, was the one where people go, oh, okay. So maybe they're, maybe this is a really good team. Legit. Like when did, when, did, when did for you did you feel like it, okay, you look around and go, not only are we tough and we have all these things, we might be able to win a lot. Yeah, so I would definitely say it was the Virginia Tech game because, like you said, we were we were kind of just – all those games were pretty close. They were, yeah. And that was kind of our mentality coming into the season was, like, we're on – playing all these teams again, we were, like, we're kind of on a revenge tour. Like, we're the underdogs. <laughs> yeah. we got to come back and beat these teams. But Virginia Tech, I think everyone was looking forward to that game, and it was just, like – this is the game that we really got. Everyone's going to have to show up. And I think holding them to 40 points or whatever was like, wow, like we we might need to focus our identity and defense. And um, 
Like, if we can hold a Virginia Tech team to 40 points, why is anyone ever scoring more than that on us? And so I, if you look at the rankings nationally, like, we're pretty close to uh, number one in the nation for defensive scoring. And that's been something I've been trying to push the team to, like, hey, let's really really, uh, focus on that and get it lower. And so there's been some games where they're scoring more, and I'm like, I'm a little defeated, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I think Virginia Tech was like the game where everyone was like, "We could really do this yeah. this year." Now, obviously, in the A Sun, everyone's compared against FGCU just because of who they've been the past few years. You guys go there, and I know that's a tough one. You you wish you had back, but as far as just walking away from that game, is there any part of you that can go, "Okay, now we know we can hang with." Like we know, like this group. We can play with them. This group, we're going to get another shot. You're going to get them at home. It's like, if that's the measuring stick, you know you're right there. Yeah, so obviously having a 14 or point lead or something like that was, it was amazing. And a lot of us were like, oh, gosh, like, you, when you were, you're that high up, you kind of get a little nervous. Like, <laughs> this could really happen. And obviously it slipped away from us. And I I walked away really encouraged just because, FGCU didn't really beat us like we beat ourselves Mm. it was a lot of mental mistakes and I mean I had foul trouble Kennedy had foul trouble and so it was very much a like this team is no better than us and if we can just lock in and focus (laughs) on those details and not not have those mental lapses that that game we would have probably blown them out by 20. Yeah well, February 24th. Oh, yeah. The rematch. So, That's going to be so fun. That, yeah, yeah, make sure folks get out to that one. Let's have a little fun. What is the funniest, like, story from this season in terms of, like, did something silly happen on the road? Or, or is there, like, a moment this season that we don't know about that was just, like, absolutely hilarious that maybe brought this team closer together? Um, I don't really know if I can say this, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all good stories start. Yeah. This is probably also one of the reasons why I know that our team is scrappy is uh, one night when we had the the recruits came to my house. And so we had the whole team over and um, we we had like two pairs of boxing gloves. And so we just we just went down into my basement and we had <laughs> fight club. Yeah, we had fight club. Oh we had strobe lights, like everything. <laughs> And uh, it was actually me versus Maya. And Kennedy was like the I think Kennedy was the the ref. And so she had it timed. It was like wow. 30, 30 second rounds. And we me and Maya were just going right after it. And everyone's down there cheering. It was awesome. Do we have video footage of this? We actually do. Oh, oh wow. This might be a yeah. feature. We might need to do this again. Who's the funniest one on the team? That's hard to say. Everyone is really funny in their own way. Because um, I saw one of the posts of the Crocs situation. Are Crocs cool or not? Which I am a total fan of Crocs. Yeah. Crocs are the best. Can't get on board. No, they're Can't awesome. I have have, you, have in... you worn a pair, though? No, here's the thing. Okay. I'm fine with He's someone in the privacy of their own home having Crocs. Or maybe it's like, oh, they're my run out to get the trash like off the the curb but you don't wear them in public no you don't wear them in you public. do yeah i wear do. them i have them in multiple colors too yeah definitely they're so comfy they're especially so comfy. after practice and you just don't want to take your socks off boom slide on your crocs yep. mm. so comfortable get, he doesn't under, he wasn't can't an athlete he doesn't yeah. understand. no that's a, yeah right yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> 
Um, so looking ahead, I mean, obviously, like Matt mentioned, we have that big game on February 24th, but we got to take it one game at a time. Um, who do you guys have up next? Bellerman. Bellerman. Hit the road this week, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So a couple games on the road, Thursday, Saturday. Do you like having games that close together or do you like when they're like a little bit more spread out? Um, as long as you get your sleep, right? Yeah. yeah. Get your sleep. Um, no, I liked it better when it was Wednesday, Saturday, just mm -hmm. because that Friday practice, like, you just feel terrible. Like, it's so hard to power through that. And um, I, But I do like the away trips. I like that we're going to stay on the road for yeah. a while. Like, I don't like coming back and then going back out. But So, team goals, what would make this, this season a success for the Lady Flames? I think definitely winning the championship. We get there every year, and right. we can't we can't. This is the year. It. Yeah, this is the year. But um, I think just yeah, just winning the championship and uh, going to the NCAA tournament, maybe even making it past the first round. And um, I think I think if we all come out of the season still loving each other, mm. then it'll yeah. be a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Bridget Redstad, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and listen, if you're ever struggling with that sleep, just put on the Flame Central podcast and it yeah. will put you will knock Matt, you out just like that. Are you that. guys saying that you're boring? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying we've been told that it, it, it's a sleep aid as well as an entertaining podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't read the reviews. Yeah. Matt's all about the reviews. <laughs> I, I just ignore him. Thank you so much, Bridget. Good luck on the road. Yeah, and luck. can't wait to watch you guys this season. I like to call you guys gritty, not scrappy. Gritty. Gritty. You guys are gritty. Yeah, I That's like good. that. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you. I'm really bummed we didn't have Rhett on the show to talk some more I know. This is his deal. Hoops. Like He's yeah. the voice of women's hoops. Right. Um, he had... A, Brett, a, what a weekend. A million or did two you? million games this, well, did you, this okay, weekend. Okay, <laughs> so he did the women's game, yeah. right? There was a two on Saturday. Then he had another... Random Hon hockey game. Yeah. And then he had the midnight hockey game as well. So Rhett, uh, he deserves. Bridget was probably watching some of those. She, That's why her yeah. sleep is like a little right. off. Rhett's sleep is way <laughs> off. I, I imagine he's uh, very much asleep right now. Yeah, definitely missed him. But we'll uh, get all him, you know, to catch us up on some of that hockey and, and right. go a deeper dive into women's hoops next week. Hey, one other thing to mention. I know you said you have a piece coming out on Bridget and her mm -hmm. decision to stick around, so that's exciting this week. Also, you take off first thing tomorrow morning, yes, right? Yes, yes. Mobile, Alabama. We're going to catch up with some scouts. I think Coach Freeze is going to yep. be down there. There's this guy, Malik Willis, that we're going to, um, you know, see how the experience of Senior Bowl will be for him. And, you know, this is – obviously, he's been preparing for the draft, you know, the last – year in terms of like the season but this is like the first thing to really kick off right a lot of those conversations you know that a lot of the gms and scouts are going to see him in person for the first time you know the teams do have scouts come out here throughout the year but a lot i mean everyone is there so he'll have a lot of uh, talented competition that he's going to be right up against. And I would encourage people, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast with, oh, yeah. with Malik's personal quarterback coach that's getting him prepped for this, Sean McAvoy, go give that a listen. A lot of good insight into what this weekend means for Malik and how excited he is for this opportunity to really stand there next to all the other top quarterback prospects and show what he can do side by side. And some of the projections that he yeah. has for Malik in the draft and kind of what some of the GMs are saying and how many people love Malik. I need to go look up one of the pictures of when Malik first got here and compare it to what his, I mean, we saw a picture on him. That picture they posted recently of him throwing the ball off the ceiling of and the indoor facility he's working out in. Like he's, 
massive. Yeah. Just yeah. so has like the amount of strength that he's gained here in the last year is just built, unbelievable. Built by Dom, as oh, they yeah. say. Built, built by Dom. Dom. I need to give Dom a call. <laughs> yeah, well, Start yeah. doing some curls. Yeah. With, I don't know if that's Dom. what it is. No, yeah. he's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna pick up. He hasn't in years. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Matt. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? No, nah, I mean, just looking forward to a big week for Liberty basketball starts tonight. And yeah. uh, so next week's show, we should, I feel like by, I feel like next week we're going to have a really good gauge of where this team is kind of mentally. I'm yeah. excited to see how they bounce back from the challenge that is a, a home loss, something they haven't really experienced. Hey, you see it in all sports. Sometimes a loss like reshifts your focus. Um, I know you experienced a big loss. Oh, uh, yes, it was a tough 24 hours. Yeah. Thanks so for that. It really hey, has. Let me say just one thing last, though. Not about the Chiefs because I don't, I'm not, I know, I'm ignoring that. I'm not talking about that till uh, training camp next year. <laughs> I would just say losses, fan bases take in different ways. And I would just say for Liberty fans, I know sometimes we get in trouble. People get mad when we talk to the Liberty fan base as a whole, but like just don't turn on each other because Liberty loses a game. You know what I mean? I think it's been an interesting dynamic watching just social media and stuff and how it's reacted to the Liberty loss. It's interesting. Normal fan bases go after the coach players. I think Liberty fans have so much respect for Richie McKay and his staff that they don't do that. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's fine. I don't think they should, but there's been a lot of like going at each other. Like, listen, losses happen. They happen for everybody, even home losses. So like, Let's we're, just let's just take a step back. Take a step back. Everything's fine. Richie's gonna get this team locked in. We'll be good to go. But yeah, let's just let's just cool it a little we've, bit. I think we're good. We've heard Richie McKay say it every season. It is so difficult to go undefeated in conference play. It's literally yeah. like I mean, it's so, so rare. So this team will get turned around. I have no doubt about it. Thank you so much for listening. Big thanks to Bridget for stopping by. We'll see you right back here next week.